welcome to the Destination Begin podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Smith. I've lost over 250 pounds. I've started my life over multiple times and managed to find humor, lessons, and joy in the process. And now I'm here sharing those stories with you. Thanks for joining me. Hi, hi. Welcome to the podcast. It's been a long time since I started a podcast with a what's happening in my life kind of update. And so today I'm going to catch you guys up on all the things, Kristen. <laughs> um, I've been doing podcasts that are a little bit more topical. And so just kind of getting right to the point. Some of you like that. Some of you don't. Some of you say, hey, I just wish you'd get to the point. And some of you say, hey, I don't care about weight loss and all the stuff you talk about. I just want to know about your life. So, you know, I try to please everyone. And so this week, we will be talking about some um, some actually topical stuff, but I'm going to start by getting you up to speed with my life. So what's going on? Well, um, it's summertime in Miami. It's middle of May, and this past weekend was hotter than, oh my gosh, it was the hottest time that I ha- I can remember being here. And I was here all summer last year. I don't remember any days of summer being as oppressively hot as it was this past weekend. And, um, you know, which is fine. It's not like I have to sit outside all day, but um, boot camp was really hot. And then it was the big Formula One race down here in Miami. And so lots of people outside, lots of people at that, obviously. And um, there's a lot of heat stroke. A lot of people got really sick from the heat, which I guess, I don't know why I just laughed. It's not funny, but... It reminds me of Minnesota when Minnesota hosted the Super Bowl a few years ago. Um, it was kind of funny because, you know, we got, we won the bid to have the Super Bowl a couple of years before the Super Bowl. And so everyone was super excited about it. And there was billboards for years counting it down, like, it's coming. Are you ready? And I would be like, well, I mean, what do you mean? Am I ready? I'm not, I'm not like preparing anything. I'm not like getting ready with my cocktail weenies quite yet. It's years away. But, they had these huge campaigns, you know, are you ready? And then signing up people to volunteer for the Super Bowl and just massive numbers of people signed up to volunteer to help with all kinds of parts of the experience. And people talked about it like, I'm a, I'm a volunteer. I'm going to be volunteering. I'm going to be volunteering. And it was like this thing of like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. And I didn't give it all. I didn't care at all because um, basically the Vikings, the Minnesota Vikings, you know, they're the team for Minnesota and they're, they're just good enough to get your hopes up and then they dash your hopes. So they're worse than just being a bad team. Like if you're a Cleveland Browns fan, you know, you just have known over the past decade that your team is not going to win any games. So you don't really think about it. You don't get your hopes up, but what the Vikings have done is they get real close um, and then they break your heart over and over. Then they got Brett Favre, which was the biggest, um, most horrible thing to happen in my entire life, to take the enemy from the disgusting, nasty, terrible, gross piece of garbage Green Bay Packers, bring that quarterback to the Minnesota Vikings, and then put him in our stadium in our colors, and so we have to cheer for him? No, absolutely not. But he got us, you know, lots of wins. Everyone was like, oh, it's so great. He's the greatest. I'm like, no, I don't want to go to the Super Bowl if I have to do it with him because you know what will happen? All the Packer fans I know will be like, oh, it took a Packer to get the Vikings to the Super Bowl. And no, 
Well, I didn't need to worry about it because he choked. Um, he sucked in the end. And we sucked in the end. We got our hearts broken. I don't know where all of this came from, except that that is very deep, deep-seated um, pain from being a Minnesota Vikings fan. Anyway, the year that we held the Super Bowl in Minneapolis, we actually were in a game that if we had won that, I can't remember if we if we'd won it if we would have gone to the Super Bowl or we would have gone to the championship game that would have got us to the Super Bowl. I don't remember. But we lost to the Eagles. And then the Eagles came to our home in our stadium and won the mother effing Super Bowl. But it was the coldest winter on record in Minnesota in like a really long time. And so all these people came for the Super Bowl, froze their butts off. And then all of the people in Minnesota all excited to volunteer. I'm, ex- I'm so excited. I'm going to be volunteering. I'm amazing. They had to like stand outside in minus a gajillion degrees. And I was like, I'm just going to be at home where it's warm. Anyway, that all came back to my mind because of the Formula One race here in Miami on a super hot weekend. Wow. So, uh, also, <laughs> uh, I am uh, just hit the nine-week mark, nine weeks out from my bikini show in Minneapolis in July. So, just a little bit, uh, a little bit less than nine weeks now. And, you know, how's it going? How's it going? Well, I this has been the toughest prep of all of them. All of them. This is my third show. My first one was tough. It was unknown. I had no idea if I would get there. Ended up getting there. Got way too skinny. Um, did a second show with a real, real quick little prep. Did not take very much time to prep. I looked better on stage, but I wasn't as conditioned. Um, and now here I am. I tried to bulk up this winter a little bit, add some muscle. been working on my glutes and um, have been the heaviest I've been in a long time. And now I'm cutting and it's going slow and I'm having a hard time because I have never been so happy with my body in my entire life. I'm I'm so happy in my skin. I feel confident. I feel strong. I feel I feel I feel powerful. I I like the way I look. So it's really hard for me right now to do everything I need to do to cut the fat and get stage lean because there's a part of me that's like, I don't care. <laughs> but I signed up, I registered, and I just bought a new bikini for the show. And so I am indeed doing the show. And so I'm trying to get my intensity level back to where it needs to be in order to get the last nine weeks of this cut to go well. It's tough because my body is very much not, it doesn't move on a linear line. I can be consistent, 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 and my body will kind of just be stubborn. And then all of a sudden release a bunch of weight. And other times I'll blow it and my body will be like, it's okay, we forgive you and nothing happens. So it can be a little hard to predict what's going to happen. I get into spurts where I get, it gets to be too much for me. And I stop logging and I stop weighing just to give myself some mental health back. And then when I do pick it back up, oh, look, the scale has moved and um, I'm feeling better. So I take the liberty to step away from the management of the process when I feel like it is too much for my mental health. And it gets to be too much for my mental health because 
I, I start to look at my body instead of looking at it as Kristen loving her body. I start looking at it as, oh, it's not ready for the stage. And then I hate it. And I don't want to feel that way. So when I don't look at the scale and I get up in the morning, and I look in the mirror and I see that my body is healthy and strong and I feel good in my skin. I want to carry that through the day. And sometimes I get on the scale, it tells me something that I don't like. And then I, I question everything, feel like I'm not doing enough. And it just isn't good mental space for me. So good reminder to all of you, if the scale is making you feel less than, if it's making you feel like all of your hard work and consistency isn't enough, then it's probably a good idea to break up with the scale for a little while. So I'm, I'm committed. Today I changed up my macros a little bit. So dialing it down even further, getting a little bit more, more disciplined. And, uh, I, I've, I've got a long way to go in not that much time. So it's going to be interesting to see what kind of package I put together by show day, but I'm hanging in there. My lifts are not as intense as they were either, just because when you're cutting, it's like energy isn't quite the same. And you don't have a lot of that food on board to build muscle, but you're trying to, you know, work on the physique, hone in, you know, those muscle connections. And so I'm lifting, but definitely in the kind of more tired cutting phase. So first, uh, first real kind of tough love talk with myself this week to just say you're either you're in or you're out. There is no more of this waffling because I've been waffling a little bit, but I said, all right, I'm in because, you know, if I quit right now, I asked myself if I quit and said, I'm not doing it, what would I do with the rest of my day? Well, I would 100% start like eating all the junk food. I would have a full on binge. And so that kind of restriction binge behavior is something that I'm trying to get away from. And so it makes me need to readjust my relationship with this prep and the food on this prep. So until I feel like I've got a grip on that, I'm just going forward, doing the things. So I'm excited about the new suit though. My posing suit is hot pink and I love it so much. And then my stage suit is like a, like a light greenish blue turquoise, um, that graduates or it goes into more of a white embellishment on the top and it's pretty and stuff, but I really want a pink one. So I just ordered a pink competition suit covered in jewels. It's so pretty. And so I am really excited to wear that. Um, it's time to uh, just switch it up. I don't know if I'll do another show. I say this every time. I've said I would never do it again. And then I do. But this prep has really, really just caused me to do a lot of reflection on why I'm doing this, um, what I want, and if it's worth it as far as the time commitment and losing some of that love for my body. Is it worth it? I don't know. And nothing's free, you know? Nothing's free. So and there's been lots of distractions. Um, April, Amanda was here to visit me. Um, I had other friends in town that stayed next door. And um, so as people around, there were special meals out. Uh, Amanda and I did a big, long bike ride, which was fun. But then in response to that, you know, got to eat more calories so that kind of threw me off. And then I started dating someone and that's super fun <laughs> and awesome. It also involves going out and eating dinner and, you know, maybe not wanting to lift as intensely or do some of those workouts because I want to spend time with him. And so it's been an 
happy distraction, but a distraction. So I'm trying to rein that one in too because, you know, this is a goal that I set a long time ago. I'm excited to do it and um, eye on the prize. So that's how it's going with prep. It's a, it's an interesting one. That's for sure. What else is going on? Gustavo, my little puppy, he is a pill. I took him in for his rabies vaccination. So he's all vaccinated. And then I immediately booked him for his first puppy groom appointment. So at Banfield or PetSmart, they do a puppy package. So they give him a bath and they groom him just a little bit to get them used to the experience. They charge you 20 bucks and it's this little puppy package. So I took him in there last week and... You know, it takes, they say, about three hours. They like to bathe them, put them under the dryer, and then trim them up. Well, it was about an hour in, and I got a phone call saying that he was so upset and so scared um, that he kept um, pooing. (laughs) And they had to keep bathing him over and over again. And she's like, it's just too loud in here. There's too many dogs. He's terrified. I don't want to, like, scar him and make him completely hate it here. So I think you should pick him up and bring him back in the morning sometime when there's a manager here and there aren't other dogs. So I picked him up. He was bathed and fluffy, but um, he couldn't get groomed. So he's kind of a mess. Also, potty training has been a disaster. He was puppy pad trained. So potty isn't as much of an issue. Like I take him out a lot. He pees outside, no big deal. But he has never done number two outside. And it's maddening because uh, I know he has to go. I'll feed him. He'll be doing his little sniffy dance. Take him outside and he will not go. You just won't do it. Walk him around, 20 minutes, half an hour. Nope. Come inside, immediately poos. Like, oh, thank God we're home. I've been holding this for a while. (laughs) So it's super frustrating. Um, I'm going to Minnesota in a couple weeks, and I've got someone that's staying here with Gustavo, and I really would like it if he was potty trained by then um, and at least be able to uh, have some semblance of normalcy versus this situation. But luckily, he's a tiny puppy. But still, I don't really like that he uses a puppy pad at all. I'd like to eliminate those forever. But, you know, when he does see the puppy pad, he shreds it and plays with it and then goes on the floor. So that's Gustavo. But otherwise, he can sit and stay and lay and speak. And I'm working on saying bed, and he runs to his little puppy bed. So he's smart. He's trainable. He loves to play fetch down the hallway. I throw the ball, and he runs to get it, but he just tackles it and then sits on it. He doesn't bring it back. So we have to work on this bringing the thing back. The actual fetch portion of fetch is actually, he's real terrible at, he's kind of a disaster. What else is going on? I'm working on my app. So I use this app, it's, the app is called Trainerize. I've been using it for a while, but I actually was able to have it branded to the Kristen experience, which is really cool. It's got my logo on there. It's got my my images and, um, I got to kind of make it pretty like my own. And then I write workouts for my clients and load them in there so my clients can open the app and see on their calendar, okay, what do I have to do today? There's the workout I wrote for them. Hit start and then just go through, see what each move is, and then log. You know, I did, you know, it says to do three sets of 12. So for each set, you log how many you got and what weight you used. And then the rest, there's a rest button so you can actually use a timer in there so that you're not cheating out and wait, resting too long or too little. And then it keeps track of the workouts over time. So the next time you do that movement, it shows you what you did last time, what your personal best is. So you can think, okay, do I want to try to increase the weights 
or simply, oh, this is what I normally lift. So it's really cool. Um, so if you're interested um, in doing strength training and you don't want a personal trainer or you can't work directly with a personal trainer, consider contacting me to use the app. It's awesome. Um, I love it. I love that I get to write workouts for my clients. I can see what they're up to. And then also I can throw in hit workouts. So I write workouts for the beach, for the boot camp all the time. And now in this app, I can put all those movements into a circuit workout in the app. And now people can use it to do a interval training workout. So it's really cool. So it's not just strength training. It's at home stuff and all that. So this week, um, I've been Paige, who was on the podcast last week. I had her be my model, and we filmed some workout moves. So just having some fun building some more workouts using the videos of Paige. So she's famous. I'm going to be in there too a little bit, but um, it's kind of fun to do it with someone else um, as my model in the workout. So that's been really fun. Also working on the the weight loss program. So I focus mainly, mainly on mindset coaching in my programs because... I can tell you all day long how to eat, but the mindset training is what makes it possible for people to actually stick to diets and change their life. Um, but I wanted to run a six week weight loss challenge with a meal plan that I believe to be very powerful for weight loss for people that say, okay, I've had mindset training with you, or I simply, you know, want to jumpstart on my weight loss goals. I don't want to think. So that's been really cool. The Kristen experience membership, I threw it in there. We've been um, meeting every week and, uh, populating a meal plan every two weeks. It's been so cool. It's been really fun to see how powerful my meal plan is for the people that are losing weight. A lot of weight is being lost in this group. It's so exciting. And then there are those who, you know, the weight isn't falling off. So to be able to address some of those habits and the consistency needed to get movement, even if the body isn't necessarily responding, because what's interesting is you can, you know, cut your calories and increase your protein and do a lot of those things right. But metabolism plays a role. Hormones play a role. Um, and there are variables that can impact how fast or slow you lose weight. And so, um, you know, it's been, it's been really awesome to kind of help people get over some plateaus and through the hump of that. So it's been really, really fun. Anybody can join the Christian experience at any time. It's a membership program. It's like a Weight Watchers or a Noom. It's, you know, a weekly meeting. Um, you can follow the meal plan or I give you macros and calorie goals. And, um, it's just a supportive way to lose weight, um, using me. So a little shameless plug there, but it's been really fun, um, to really dig into those programs and try to make them better and build them out. So really, really cool. Um, going to Minnesota in a couple of weeks. Very excited. My niece um, got married last fall. She eloped and this end of this month is a wedding reception celebration for her. So going back to Minnesota, decided to close down boot camp for a week and actually just really be gone, gone. I'm going to take a couple of days in New York on the way. Um, just I love New York. I love to go and run in Central Park every summer and tootle around. So going to do that on the way there. So that's going to be a nice little vacation. But the coolest part about the whole thing is, you know, my family has gone through a lot of healing and kind of re regrouping in the last few months. And my sister and I started over. We kind of started our relationship over back in January when I saw her, um, when she came down to Florida to see my parents. It was just a moment of, I'm sorry. And I love you that reset all the things and we both meant it. And since then, we've just been enjoying a, a new rhythm to our relationship. I think we were both a little leery because we've tried this before. We've tried to restart a bunch of times and it maybe just hasn't 
neither one of us have been perfectly ready or perfectly willing to believe in the other maybe. And this time it was just very, like the timing was beautiful. And so she came down here with her now boyfriend, the time they were kind of newly dating. And I got to show her around Miami and spend some time with her and just see her madly in love, falling in love. Um, I haven't seen my sister this happy in a really long time. I don't know that I've ever seen her this happy. And then um, one day she sent me an, a message. We used Marco Polo to chat. And um, she said, you know, I really just want to get to know you. And it meant so much to me because we've just spent a lot of time over the past few years not really talking, not being close. We used to be close. And even when we were close, I think maybe we didn't necessarily know each other the way that that we could because we had history of how we just always behaved and assumptions. You know, it's my sister. I know her. But I don't really know her. You stop looking at people that you're close to with open eyes to to notice traits and allow them to be changing evolving people and I think that just happens that's natural and so when she said that it was just this big this big beautiful to my gut this like searing beautiful happy just pang of joy to hear my sister say that she wants to know me I just you know we just all want to be seen and known and I want to be seen and known and I want my sister to be proud of me I'm the baby I want my big brother and my big sister to be proud of me and everything that I do um you know I I learned a long time ago that I have to make myself proud especially when I moved down here and I wasn't close to my family for a little while and um, I was very hurt by a lot of things I just set all that down and just say you know what I gotta make myself proud so that's number one but it doesn't matter how much I say that or whatever it's natural. I want my big brother and my big sister to be proud of me. I want them to know me and see me. And so to have the opportunity to get to know my sister again on that level, she sends me Marco Polos about her life and there's just so much love flowing. And it's the amount of glee. I see her name pop up on my phone. I burst into a smile. Um, I I talk about her and my face is bright. Um, I, I just... There's no greater joy, and I, I, I say it on here a lot. There, there's, it's so worth zooming in one more time, trying one more time to heal a rift or to make a wrong right, put the ego down and just be the first person to say, I'm sorry. You know, my sister, my sister chose to forgive me. My sister chose to set it all down and let me in, and that was the biggest gift that she could have given me, and, and I chose to zoom in one more time and that wasn't a gift to her that was a gift to me I wanted my sister back and of course it doesn't always work out all the time the way that my situation has worked out I feel so so blessed but the redemptive power of time and the beauty of coming to the battlefield with a tiara and a fluffy magic wand instead of a sword and a shield you know you show up someone is expecting to have war with you and you just show up with a tiara and a magic wand and say hi let's play <laughs> it, you feel pretty silly being the other person with a sword and a shield it, it's very off-putting to the situation and at least i think most people would much rather play and be silly and reminisce and have fun than fight you know someone throws a dart at you and you just take it and say ow and instead of throwing one back you pick a flower and say isn't this pretty I'm not saying that's what I've done. I'm saying in this situation, my sister and I have done this little dance of, of each being the bigger person.
And the lovely thing is, is we both are benefiting from it. And it's beautiful. And I'm so excited. And uh, I'm going to stay with my sister, which is it, the whole thing also makes me giggle to the, you know, like it, at the height of kind of our rift, I guess you could call it. I just dreaded having to sit across the table from her or see her because I didn't know how to handle all of the tumultuous emotions of like, hi, I miss you. I love you. But why don't you like me? And I'm defensive and don't hurt me. And why won't you look at me? And I'm not a bad person and I miss you and I love you and what's going on and like all that like noise. And now I'm like, I'm going to stay with you. I want to spend as much time with you as I can. (laughs) It makes me so happy, you guys. Same with my parents. I just keep finding, you know, ideas of like, oh, it's Mother's Day. I should fly home and see my mom. Or like my dad's having back surgery. Like, oh, I should fly home and be there for that. And I just want to see my parents. I just want to see my family. It's I think it's finally settled in that I live far away. And now I'm a normal person with normal relationship with my family and I miss them and I'm missing out on things and I didn't feel like that when I first moved away so while it's a bummer to miss things I'm relieved that I'm a human being and I'm missing I feel that pang of missing um so it's all just kind of come full circle but the other night I was walking to game night so there's a bunch of us here who love to play games like we have talked on the podcast about going out here in Miami and dinners and things like that and I've been going and I do the things and I dress up and I participate and I go to the things I'm invited to and I'm so grateful and it's awesome and Miami is big and beautiful and terrific, but it's really hard for me to hang um, in a lot of these social settings. And I realize there are just some things I don't like to do. I've done it so I can say I've given it a fair shot, but I don't want to go out on the weekend and go dancing because I don't like it. And I, you know, I'm just, I don't want to do it. And so to kind of say, well, how do I want to spend my time with people? And one night, a bunch of us went out and my friend Melinda was there and we kind of sat down and I was saying no to all of the old Cuban men that wanted to dance with me. And she also was not dancing. And I was like, I just kind of want to go home, put sweatpants on and play Uno. She's like, oh my gosh, I love to play games. Hence, game night plans were born. Since then, we have had several game nights, either at her house or my place or other people's houses, and a bunch of people from boot camp um, also like games. And so we've started these game nights, and they're so much fun. Ridiculously competitive. Melinda and I are really competitive, and we love Pictionary. Um, So we've had some Pictionary nights, which doesn't necessarily work with big groups and also we found out there are some friends of ours that actually hate Pictionary or they hate the kind of Pictionary that is played when Melinda and I are playing Pictionary um but so we've kind of learned what works and what doesn't but they've morphed they've morphed into some game night after darks which are like PG-13 versions of games and it's just been so much fun it's no pressure it's it's right up my alley I mean in homeschool we didn't go out we didn't go to movies we didn't have media so we played games a lot you know it was very customary after dinner to pull out the scrabble board or us kids all day long we would play monopoly and uno and I mean we just played a lot of games I love to play games and it's hard to find people who just really want to play board games and things like that but we found a few and then it's growing because even people that have not played these games, they're coming and enjoying it. It's a lot of fun. It's a way to interact with other adults and get to know each other that you just can't really do in a bar loud with music blaring and, you know, it's just a more of a get to know you type of a thing. So people that like to go out and dance and all that, they're still doing that. But then also sometimes they come to game night. So This last weekend game night was um, just about a three-quarter mile walk across the bridges, across the bay, off of the beach um, at someone's house. And so it was Friday night, got done with all the things, packed up a bag of, you know, 
food to share. It was Cinco de Mayo. And um, I start walking down the street. I was exhausted. I had a really, really busy week. But I'm walking down the street in Miami Beach, Florida with my now boyfriend, who's tall and handsome and incredibly kind, um, carrying all the things and walking across the bridge over the water. It's beautiful. It's room temperature outside. And I'm walking to my friend's house where I'm going to see my friends and we're going to have a fun night in someone's house in my neighborhood. And it just hit me. I'm like, this is my neighborhood. I'm walking in my neighborhood to my friend's house where I'm going to be welcomed and loved on to have fun with people that I feel comfortable with, with my boyfriend, with friends, with this is my life. How is this so beautiful? And this is mine. It just hit me. And I was just bowled over with gratitude and also awe of like how quickly my life has changed. It's just, it's beautiful. I love it here so much. And I, you know, I used to come here on vacation and now Miami beach is my neighborhood. I when I go down the boardwalk down to Walgreens to pick something up in the morning, invariably I pass four or five people that know me that I know they're on their walk, they're riding their bike, they're taking their dog out, you know, hollering, good morning, Kristen. Oh my gosh. Hi, how are you? It's surreal. Just think, what if I'd never had the courage to step out of my comfort zone and come on down here and do all the things? I mean, it all leads to this. Like, it's not just one little thing. It's a culmination of a whole bunch of little things that led to this awesome existence. And I don't know, I always say, Everything that I imagined for my life was really big and awesome in my head and everything that's actually happened is 100 billion times better than I anything I ever imagined. So what I'm imagining for the next part of my life is big and awesome and it will invariably, I believe, absolutely be even better than that. So that's exciting. That's how I choose to see it at least. Um, there's a song called uh, I Lived and it's One Republic. And uh, when I was down here in Miami visiting years ago, a couple years ago, I came down here to try to figure out if I was going to stay in my marriage or not. My second marriage, my husband was an alcoholic and it was turning into like a total drama nightmare. And it was relapse number nine or 11. I don't remember anymore, but I had to decide, am I going to stay or am I going to go? And it was hard because, you know, I, when I got married to the, to the second time, I wanted it and I wanted it to work and it was the love of my life and it was my fairy tale and here I was looking at reality in the face. Did I have the courage to step out of all of this and start over with egg on my face, another failed marriage, another starting over, another, I mean, oh my gosh, I just, I didn't, I didn't want to. I wanted it to work. I wanted him to get better and I just had to look at reality and I came down here to clear my head and try to figure out what I wanted to do and I was confiding in my friend Amanda at the time. Amanda and I were, were not, uh, we hadn't been friends very long. We were newer friends. We were not as close as we are now even, but from, from, from go, Amanda has been my rock. And I was out on the boardwalk on a run and I heard this song come on, One Republic, I Lived. And basically it just said, you know, I hope that I take every opportunity that, you know, every broken bone says that I lived all the pain, all the risk, all the pleasure, all of it is the marks of a life well lived. And today that song came on and I was reminded with every broken bone, I swear I've lived. I've had hurts. I've had disappointments. I've fallen down. I've had to put my life back together over and over again. And it's, 
it's all been worth it. I've lived. I'm action verb living. So if you find yourself stuck and you're scared to get out of it because you just simply know what you are going to wake up to and that's easier than the unknown, I'm telling you the unknown holds unknown possibility, unknown joy, the known pain. It's it's comfortable. We they say like the devil I know versus the devil I don't. Sometimes we stay in really like terrible situations and it's terrible and painful, but we know it and so it's actually comfortable. And it's easier to stay than to risk and to blindly open a door and walk through it not knowing what's over there. Guess what? Most likely what's over there is big and beautiful and amazing, especially if you curate it, especially if you bring your best self, you open your heart, you let all the other crap go. You say, everything in my life has brought me to this moment. I have everything that I need. You open that door, you step through. And the types of people that resonate with your beauty and your soul and your openness are going to find you too. And you're going to be able to build a big, beautiful, new, new place to sit, to walk, to grow. I can't say it loudly enough. Get out of that stuck rut, whatever it is. If it's a state, if it's a job, if it's a frame of mind, if it's something in your body, if it's a relationship, it's just not worth staying in pain. You know what this pain feels like. It's not going anywhere. You can walk away from it. You can step out of it into that new whatever's out there. I had no idea that Miami Beach, a boot camp, a personal training business, online coaching business, cool, amazing friends, sunshine, public speaking opportunities. I had no idea any of this was out here. I didn't come to find all of this. I just said, you know what? There's something for me. I want to use my story. Um, I want to use my, my second lease on life. I want to use this new body of mine that I've managed to craft. I want to use it for good. And the good has been for me massive. And also I'm able, it's so cool. I, I'm changing lives and I'm not saying that to toot my own horn. I'm saying that because it's true. That's what I want and that's what's happening. And that's the greatest feeling ever. And it was not possible in my comfort zone. It was not possible for me to stay stuck and to stay under a thumb of pain and to stay with what I knew. I had to get out of what I knew in order to come to what is fresh and in order to change my life and change lives of other people. So I hope that that inspires you to get unstuck, whatever that means. Get unstuck. Life is amazing and beautiful. So there's your update on all the things Kristen. I mean, some of the things Kristen, there's obviously a lot more going on in my life than that, but that's the Cliff's notes of what's going on um, here in Miami. So all the yays. Sugar is the topic today. Why am I talking about sugar? Well, sugar is a big component in food addiction, obesity. Um, it's something that kind of rears its ugly head. You can be following a perfectly healthy diet all week long, no big deal. And then everything just kind of goes by the wayside when you see cake or candy or donuts. And there's lots of reasons why we talk a lot about packaging, um, how pretty they are. Manufacturing companies, they create desserts and treats with bright packages, colors, foil to get you to grab them. So best laid plans, all of a sudden you're eating sugar. And um, there's definitely uh, an addictive quality to sugar. They've done a lot of research that sugar is more addictive than cocaine. 
and um, your brain definitely releases um, dopamine, which is a feel-good chemical when you eat a lot of sugar. Um, There's physical addiction. You have withdrawals when you stop eating sugar. So it's a problem, and um, it contributes to weight gain. So the process with sugar, the reason why we should cut it out, the reason why it's bad, what happens is um, something called insulin resistance, um, which also can lead to type 2 diabetes. So basically the process when you eat food, you eat the food, it's broken down into blood sugar. The blood sugar enters your blood and then your pancreas will release insulin. Insulin is what helps the blood sugar enter your body's cells so you can use it for energy. So you can walk around, have a workout. That's why you eat some sugar, you have energy. That's the process. Um, But also the insulin tells your liver, hey, store some of this blood sugar so we can use it later so that your body is really good at taking the food, storing it and using it so that you have continual energy. Um, But when you have too much of this insulin... Um, it all goes haywire. So you have too much blood sugar in the blood sp- bloodstream. Therefore, you have too much insulin. All your cells stops responding to the insulin. They become insulin resistant. So your pancreas is making more and more insulin. Now what happens? Well, your body stores it as fat. So abdominal fat, often linked to eating too much sugar. Weight gain in the abdomen and then pride, pre-diabetes and type 2 diabetes. So... When we can cut our sugar, it helps with weight loss, but also um, cutting sugar is shown to lower your blood pressure, lower your bad cholesterol, lower fatty liver disease. You have more energy when you're not eating so much sugar. You can break the addiction, have less cravings. Lots of reasons to pull sugar out, but number one, if you're trying to lose weight, uh, eating a lot of calories from sugar is going to mean you're not getting those calories from protein, carbs, and fats that you need, and it will keep you with this whole waiting, white knuckling it until you can next get your treats and desserts because of that addictive quality. And um, it it definitely affects your mood. Depression. If you eat a lot of sugar, there's a lot of studies that show that it is linked to depression and emotional swings, those feelings of being hangry. If you don't believe me, just try giving up sugar for a week. The first couple of days will be very tough. Most of us have an addiction to sugar. So Getting it out of your diet is a really powerful tool in your weight loss journey and in just feeling better. And unfortunately, it can be a little harder to cut sugar than we think. And also, a lot of you who may think, I don't eat a lot of sugar, um, it's very surprising when you really dig deep and find out how much sugar isn't actually in your diet. Processed foods, manufacturing companies, companies that manufacture food, they add sugar all over the place and you wouldn't even realize it because labels are covered with things like high fiber, low in fat, gives you energy, reduces your risk of heart disease, uh, gluten-free, low fat, high in calcium, all these things that make you buy it, but they don't actually say added sugar. So now there's a lot of foods that have sugar naturally, like uh, an apple, 15 grams of sugar in an apple, but that's natural sugar. It's not added table sugar or added high fructose corn syrup or these uh, fake sugars that are added. Um, a banana also has 15 grams of sugar, but it's natural sugar. So skim milk, there's natural um, sugar in that. Lactose. So there is definitely sugar that exists in foods that is natural, but what we're talking about today is added sugar. And I wanna just 
tell you a little bit about some of these products that have sugar that you may be surprised about. Now, this became on my radar because this past week I did a grocery store consultation with um, a woman here, a dear friend, Tamar, who is here for a couple of months from New York. She joined the boot camp, became a really good friend and client. And so we went to the grocery store to do a little education on shopping for healthier options. So this is a service that I offer. It's really fun, um, really eye-opening when we go through the grocery store and I kind of teach people um, some better options, some things to choose that are healthy, that are filling, that are good for you, and that get you out of some of these ruts and also surprise you when you start reading labels. So I'm just going to talk about some of these these products that have sugar in them. And my brother actually sent me a message um, and suggested that I add to this topic uh, the visual of how many teaspoons of sugar is in something. So I can tell you how many added grams of sugar, but the way to get a visual representation is to picture it in teaspoons. So four grams of sugar is one teaspoon of sugar. So if you get a little visual of a teaspoon, that's four grams of sugar. So it's not a lot, but you'll be surprised how much sugar that is when you grab the sugar container and fill it in a teaspoon. That's a lot. And when we start talking about these products that have sugar in them, it's amazing how much sugar they fit in. So the the biggest culprit, and it's very obvious, most people know that drinking soda is not good for you. It's full of sugar. So a 20 ounce bottle of Coke has 65 grams of added sugar. That's 16 teaspoons of sugar. If you lined 16 teaspoons up on your table, it would be, um, I don't know, kind of a long line. That's a lot of sugar. So it's not easy to say, or it's not hard to, to get people to understand, okay, yeah, I get how there's a lot of sugar in a bottle of Coke. Now, when I say, hey, how about a Krispy Kreme donut? At the grocery store here, they sell boxes of Krispy Kreme donuts, and they're really delicious. And most people I'd bring in the grocery store would say, oh, well, I know I shouldn't choose that. That's, you know, that's junk food, no donut. Well, we read the nutritional label, and there's 10 grams of added sugar, which is not great. It's two and a half teaspoons of added sugar. So definitely a sweet treat, definitely highly processed, definitely not a health food. But it's interesting to see how much sugar is in other things when we compare it to that. So we kind of went through the store, Tamar and I, and I was kind of pointing out how many donuts are in the things that we were looking at. But um, so places that you find a lot of added sugar, um, you might think, okay, I have kids. I'm going to start them off with a healthy breakfast. I'm going to um, feed them some cereal with milk. Uh, let's see, what should we choose? How about some Honey Nut Cheerios? So Cheerios, whole grain, gluten-free, low fat. The box even says this redu- reduces your risk of heart disease. Well, a serving of Honey Nut Cheerios has 12 grams of added sugar. That's three teaspoons of sugar. That's more sugar than a donut. So by giving your kid one serving of Honey Nut Cheerios or yourself grabbing a bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios, you're eating more sugar than in a Krispy Kreme donut kind of like, oh, right? You think, all right, well, how about some some canned fruit? You know, this is healthy. This is good for me. This is fruit. Fruit comes from the ground. Well, Del Monte citrus fruit salad. I just posted this on my Instagram story. A serving of that has 16 grams of added sugar. That's four teaspoons of sugar in a little tiny cup of fruit salad. That's one and a half donuts. That's a lot of sugar 
in what, what we would say, well, that's a healthy option. Now, how about apple juice? 12 ounces of apple juice has 39 grams of sugar. That's more than half what you find in Coca-Cola. Now, some of that is natural, but most brands, it's added sugar. 10 teaspoons of added sugar. What are some other cul- culprits? Well, you might say, uh, well, I know like fruit snacks, fruit by the foot. I, I know I shouldn't give that to my kid. That's full of sugar. Actually, it's less sugar than a donut. Still not great, nine grams of sugar in fruit by the foot. But we, we, we put some of these things at this high list of terrible for us, and then we compare them to the things we find in normal life. How about a, a little tiny container of Yo Play fruit on the bottom yogurt? It's good, it's healthy. I should be eating protein. I should be eating dairy. 26 grams of sugar, added sugar. Six and a half teaspoons of added sugar in that little cup of Yo Play fruit on the bottom yogurt. You say, oh, well, I would never buy that. I buy Greek yogurt because I want the protein. So I, I buy Chobani Greek lime yogurt, lime or raspberry. That's awesome. There's nine grams of added sugar. So basically, it's like eating a donut. Not as bad as the Yoplait, but still you're getting two and a half teaspoons of sugar in your little tiny container of Greek yogurt. This is so depressing, isn't it? <laughs> now, how about something like... Beef jerky, it's high in protein. Uh, Jack Link's is one of my favorite. Six grams of added sugar in one ounce. Beef jerky, they're adding sugar to that. Why? Well, they need to help cure it. You know, any jerky brand that says sweet, honey, honey barbecue or sweet and spicy is gonna be even more sugar than that. So even there, they're sneaking it in. Now what about, okay, um, how about a granola bar? I'm gonna have, give my kids a, a cliff bar. These are healthy. They're full of whole grains, nuts, natural, all natural. 16 grams of added sugar to a Cliff Bar. That's one and a half donuts. Would you send your kids to school with one and a half donuts? Would you grab one and a half donuts as a healthy snack? No, you would not. I wouldn't imagine. But the Cliff Bar is marketed as healthy. Now, I am aware there are some nutritious elements to some of these foods. They're not completely void of good things. But when we're talking from a sugar perspective, these are all items that are incredibly sweet and we don't need this added sugar at all. Um, Anything that's listed as low fat or fat free, they're going to add sugar to that in order to get the fat content down to have a good flavor. So most fat free dressings have five grams of added sugar. So a teaspoon of added sugar, they use that to replace the fat. Now, what's really interesting is condiments. Ketchup, one tablespoon of ketchup has four grams of sugar. So in one tablespoon of ketchup, you have a teaspoon of sugar. So that ratio, think about the size of a tablespoon and think about the size of a teaspoon. They put a lot of sugar in that little amount of ketchup. That's why so many people, they say, oh, I put ketchup on everything. Guess what? You are addicted to sugar. You give your kids ketchup with everything, you're basically dumping sugar on everything they're eating. This is frustrating. Now, I'm not saying this to shame you. I'm saying this to wake you up to what is in the food that is being marketed to you, that is everywhere, that is just simply socially acceptable to be eating. It's sugar. Why is ketchup so good on french fries? Because we're merging sweet with salty. We're merging that sugar high with that salty, savory flavor sweet and salty together is so, so good. Cocktail sauce. I was just trying to buy some cocktail sauce to serve with some shrimp cocktail at a party. 17 grams of added sugar to a serving of, of cocktail sauce. 
So four teaspoons of sugar in cocktail sauce. I was able to find one that had seven. That was the lowest sugar value that I could find in a cocktail sauce. Nutrigrain bar, forgot to mention this. Those are very popular snacks, especially for women. You grab it, they're soft. It's whole grain, it's healthy. 12 grams of sugar. Again, more than a donut. A Krispy Kreme donut is 10. Nutrigrain bar is 12. Have the freaking donut. I mean, and live, right? Um, spaghetti sauce, also a place that there's a lot of hidden sugar. Um, Ragu is a pretty popular brand. Um, eight grams of sugar, so two teaspoons of sugar in a quarter cup. Peanut butter, so many brands of peanut butter have a ton of added sugar. Your peanut butter should have one ingredient. It should be peanuts and maybe salt. <laughs> um, jam and jelly, another huge huge culprit, one tablespoon of Smucker's Natural. Now, Smucker's Natural is marketed as natural, 100%. And yet, 10 grams of added sugar in one tablespoon. So they've put a donut in your jelly. (laughs) It's so sad. It makes me so, all of this just makes me so sad. So it's so important to read the labels, not just for calories, not just for nutritional content, but look for added sugar. Now, some things have sugar in them and that they're natural. Like if you look at a can of tomatoes, there's going to show a uh, sugar content, but that's because that's natural sugar. What you're looking for is added sugar. You don't want to eat things that have added sugar, very, very little. Now, they recommend that women have 25 grams of sugar a day, men 37 and a half. That's the recommended amount. I would say that's even too much, but that's a good place to start if you're trying to get a handle on it. So that's six teaspoons of sugar per day. So that means that not even one bottle of Coke is okay for you to have in a day for the healthy amount. More sugar, it's going to increase that insulin production, drive up your blood sugar, excess blood sugar is stored as fat. This is a problem. You do not want to develop type 2 diabetes. So now I've painted this bleak picture, I'm going to calm you down a little bit. There are a lot of options for foods that you can eat that are delicious, that are still the foods that you want to eat that do not have added sugar. So you think about peanut butter, there are many brands of peanut butter that don't have added sugar. Smucker's Natural is one that I really like. It's peanuts and sea salt. Obviously, natural things like a banana or an apple, those are going to have natural sugar. They're going to hit that sweet spot, but they're also going to include fiber. So they're going to be more filling. Um, Your yogurt, Chobani has a zero sugar brand. So um, it's Greek yogurt. They use um, Truvia or Stevia to sweeten it. Also, there's a two good brand that also has either one or two grams of sugar. That's it. For condiments, I really recommend Primal Kitchens. They have a lot of um, condiments, salad dressings, barbecue sauces. We didn't even talk about barbecue sauce. There's so much sugar in barbecue sauce. Um, Salad dressings, barbecue sauce, mayo, ketchup. There's also some no added sugar versions of sweet relish, um, of, you know, the condiments. So again, you just want to read those labels. Jam. Um, There are some sugar-free options. Now, jam is difficult because sugar has... or fruit has sugar in it, but there are some sugar-free options where they're using Splenda to to sweeten. I will say no calorie sweeteners are also not healthy. So Splenda, not healthy. Um, There's Stevia and Truvia. Those ones are a little bit more healthy. Monk fruit, they're naturally occurring. 
Um, but when it comes down to cutting your sugar, these are ways that you can have a little bit of a stair step off of that sweet feeling that you get or that sweet taste when you eat some of these foods. So um, bread, also a huge culprit. So yeast likes to eat sugar in order to rise. So there'll be added sugar in a lot of bread. So when you're looking for a bread, you want a whole grain bread. Ezekiel bread is one of the best kinds of breads that you can eat. But again, just check your labels. Find a brand that has the least possible added sugar in it. Um, protein bars. If you really love the Cliff bars, if you really love the gluten or the Nutri-Grain bars and you need something gluten, gluten-free, I highly recommend Quest bars or the brand One. Also, the one that I represent, Built Bars. Now, some of them do have a little bit of added sugar, but most of them are under seven grams of added sugar, but you want to watch the added sugar in those as well. For cereal, I recommend something that's very basic, like a bran flake or um, like a corn flake. Corn has naturally occurring sugar. Um, But the best cereal, there's a Wonderworks brand that is a keto cereal. There is no added sugar. Catalina Crunch has one gram of added sugar. Those are some good cereal options for you. And Catalina Crunch is delicious. Kids really like it. They have a cinnamon toast crunch flavor, a dark chocolate flavor. They're my go-to. Also with yogurt, I tell people to get plain Greek yogurt and then add your own flavoring. So if you crush up some raspberries or puree some banana and add it to plain Greek yogurt, you can add that sweetness, but you know it's just coming from fruit. Um, You can also just put a little bit of honey um, or get some of that sugar-free jam and put it in there. But if you smash up some strawberries or some raspberries, add your own fruit, You can control the sweetness and control the flavor, but you're starting out with plain Greek yogurt, which has no added sugar. It's just protein. It's really good, healthy dairy. For spaghetti sauce, there's a brand called Rao's, 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 and they um, have all kinds of really delicious flavors of pasta sauces that don't have added sugar. They're all very clean. Um, Again, the Primal Kitchens has the condiments. And then when it comes to um, beef jerky, this sounds crazy, but the Slim Jim. Slim Jim doesn't have any added sugar, and uh, it's a really great protein snack. Now, with beef jerky, you're going to want to be mindful of sodium because they're full of sodium. They're cured meats, and so keep an eye on the sodium. But there's also a brand called Tillamook. They have a zero-sugar jerky. In general, when you are hungry, you should honor your hunger with a meal. So snacks should be something that you don't choose very often. And if it is something you need, you should think protein because it's actually going to solve your hunger issue. It's going to regulate your blood sugar without spiking your insulin. And it's going to give you some satiety between meals if you need it. So protein, think string cheese, um, shredded meats, deli meat, cottage cheese, um, rotisserie chicken, hard-boiled eggs, shrimp, veggies. Again, that whole apple, that whole banana, Um, Those things that are naturally occurring, shop on the outside edges of your grocery store. Processed food should be very, very rare in your diet. And snacks should be something that is more like a meal than just grabbing a little bag of something. Also, with with sugar, you think about carbohydrates. There are a lot of carbohydrates. If you're going to eat carbs in your snack or in general you want a carb, Think about grabbing something that's a carbohydrate that does not come with added sugar because added sugar is just adding carbohydrates you don't need. So if you have popcorn, that's a naturally occurring carbohydrate. Um, If you have oats or rice or quinoa or barley, those are carbohydrates, natural sugar, but there's not added sugar. So you're not wasting calories on things that are just added for quote unquote flavor. 
So that's a lot of information. Um, but the overwhelming message I want you to get is to read your labels. Just because there's an idea out there that something is healthy or the label says it's healthy does not mean it is good for you, nor does it mean that it is low in sugar. Um, a lot of times sugar-free things also will say, this is not a low calorie food because you can also reach for something that is low in sugar Well, they've added fat. A lot of keto items don't have sugar, but they have added fat. So you have to read labels if you're watching what you're eating, you have health and fitness goals, you wanna simply reset your relationship with food, you have to read labels. This is information that gets snuck in there. It's not highlighted and it's amazing what these types of, in, the type of impact that these types of food have on your diet. When I start with the client and I look at their food log, um, they're like, well, I eat healthy. And I see, you know, Yo, Yo Play and um, Activia yogurt. And then I see Nutrigrain bars and I see cereal bars and protein bars and coffee creamer and light salad dressing. I can see all this sugar, really high carbohydrates, and it's, and it's not a healthy diet. And they're not able to get over that hump, stop the cravings, and lose the weight because it's this blood sugar response. But when we switch the foods to hard-boiled eggs, egg whites, chicken breast, shrimp, fish, protein, um, balanced meals with snacks that are real food, nuts, real whole fat dairy that is not full of added sugar... We see a shift in body composition, a shift in hunger levels, and a shift in weight loss progress. So I encourage you to start looking at and reading labels, to start really tracking your food, the micronutrients, the macronutrients, and the sugar, and see if you can start making some swaps. If you're used to eating a certain thing and you find out it's got a lot of sugar in it, just remind yourself, this is a donut. <laughs> if I'm going to eat something with added sugar, make it a donut. If it's not time for a donut, then find a different option that is actually healthy for you and low in sugar. If you want more ideas for swapping out healthy snacks, healthy meal ideas, um, please reach out to me and also consider joining the Kristen Experience. My membership site, we talk about this all the time, healthy protein options. We have a weekly call where we talk about the protein options that we're all finding. We share ideas and recipes um, quick tips and tricks, support each other. A lot of times people say, oh my gosh, I'm having such a hard time getting my protein in. I'm having a hard time not going knee deep into some of these old foods. We talk about that, about breaking those patterns and finding new things to be excited about to eat that are also going to help us reach our goals. So this is a topic that's ongoing and hopefully you will now take a look at your labels when you're in the grocery store and go say, whoa, um, it's crazy. So how many donuts are in your yogurt? <laughs> From now on, I hope there are no donuts in your yogurt. If you're going to have a donut, just have a donut um, and enjoy it. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. I'm so excited you're here. If you want to interact with me, go ahead and send me an email. Kristen at kristensmithonline.com. Follow me on Instagram, The Kristen Experience. And make sure you share this podcast with a friend. That's all I have for you today. Have an awesome week. We'll see you next time here on Destination Begin.